You're listening to the Refinery Church Podcast. Each message comes from our Saturday night service in Brea, California. We pray these messages will build your faith and encourage you today. If you've been with us for the last couple of weeks, we have been in a teaching called The Gift. Everybody say The Gift. The gift. It's appropriate. It's Christmas time. I'm surrounded with a bunch of gifts. And uh, we're talking about the gift, experiencing God's presence. Experiencing God's presence. In the first week, uh, we saw that in the beginning, God gave us all sorts of great gifts. Wonderful gifts. Gifts uh, that we can experience even to this day. You can watch a sunset and go, thank you, God, for that gift. You can bite into a piece of delicious fruit and go, thank you, God, for that gift. But the greatest gift he gave us at the beginning wasn't just the food and the, and, the, and the world that we see and experience, but it was actually his presence. And we saw that during the first week that he was present in the garden with his creation. We were his daily delight. Then last week, we saw that God was not satisfied, was not going to allow sin to keep us separated. So he willingly even said, I will go and I will live in the midst of my people. I'll even live in a tent called a tabernacle. We saw that in the Old Testament. That God even even said, I will live in amongst the, the heat and the smelly stuff of your camp. Right in the middle, in a tent. He was willing to be right in the middle of our mess, which is exactly what it tells us, that God is not willing to just stay off in some distant galaxy, but he wants to be right here in our midst, right in the middle of our mess. I hope that brings you comfort because most of us have messy lives. Some of us have embarrassingly messy lives and God says, no, 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 I still want to be there. I love you. This week, we have another gift and... Um, well, let's just jump right into it. Let's see what's inside, shall we? Oh, pops right open. Oh, this looks like a nice soft Christmas present. There we go. Aw, that's sweet. It's a little lammy. It's a little baby sheep. And even make plays music. I won't wind it up right now, but I feel like there's a little music thing right here. <laughs> Oh, a little lammy, a little sheep. What a nice little gift at Christmas. Matter of fact, a lot of these will be given out at Christmas time. A lot of newborn babies will get these soft little lambs, these little baby sheep. Well, this is a little soft little baby sheep, but I want to show you the picture of one of the most world famous sheep. And, and his name is Shrek. Take a look. This is the world famous Shrek. Yeah, this is actually a sheep from New Zealand. Shrek became famous because he was on a ranch in New Zealand, a sheep ranch there in New Zealand, where he lived with 17,000 of his closest buddies, other sheep. The thing about Shrek, though, was he tended to ignore the shepherd's voice. So when the shepherd would call and all the other sheep would go to the shepherd, he tended to wander off. Well, they lost track of Shrek for six years. And Shrek had been living in a canyon in a cave when he was finally found by the shepherd. He was brought down off the hill. And this is what he looked like when he had come off the hill. Yeah, that wool had not been shorn for six years. Six years going without a haircut right there. That's what it looks like. (laughs) 
The whole time, his fleece just continued to grow because that's, that's, that's how it is with sheep. Their fleece just continues to grow. And no one shaved it. When he was finally found and carried down the mountain, it was shorn by a professional shearer. And this is, what, this is the picture of when they were doing that, when they began to shore, uh, shear it off of him. His wool weighed 60 pounds when they got it off of him. That's enough for 20 suits, wool suits. The, just to put in perspective, the average sheep when it's shorn has about 10 pounds of wool. So this had six times the amount and he did it in 28 minutes. Six years of growth and burden all relieved in 28 minutes. Isn't that amazing? Well, this is, this is, how, uh, this is how Shrek looked after his haircut. Take a look. Now he looks like a sheep, doesn't he? Looks like a grown-up version of my little friend up here on the stage. <laughs> what a relief of weight that he must have felt. Well, he actually lived to be 17 years old, which is a good, good age for sheep. He lived a good, healthy life, and he is the most world-famous sheep uh, there in New Zealand. Tonight's message is illustrated by Shrek and by this little lamb. This little sheep represents, well, it represents a reference to God in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. This Christmas season, we're reminded that there were a group of people who were the first ones to hear that Jesus Christ was coming. It was, it was a group of men that were out in the field caring for their flock. It was a group of, who were they? Shepherds, that's right. Shepherds. When you read through the Old Testament and the New Testament, you hear oftentimes references to shepherds because I believe God has a heart for shepherds because I think he has a heart of a shepherd. Some of Israel's greatest heroes of all time were shepherds, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and the greatest king of Israel of all time, David, was a shepherd. He started his career working the family business as a shepherd. They were sheep herders and he was a shepherd. And oftentimes that's where David was at. Even when the family would have parties, David was the one that was told to go out into the field to be with the sheep because he was a shepherd, had the heart of a shepherd. David also authored one of the most popular and beloved poems in the book of Psalms of all time. Even if you haven't been in church, you have probably heard this poem, this psalm read. It's read at weddings, it's read at funerals, it's read in hospital rooms because it's a point of comfort for so many people. I'm going to read it to you, and I think most of you will remember this psalm that the shepherd David wrote. Let me read it to you. Psalm chapter 23. Follow along on the screens as I read it, would you? Psalm 23. It says this, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want he makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters and he restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil 
for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Forever. The gift. It's really the gift of a shepherd. I have the sheep up here really to represent the one that cares for the sheep, and that is the shepherd. Shepherding is one of the oldest professions known to man that is still in existence today still happening today. Now, it's never been viewed as a glamorous job. It's usually one of the more less, less glamorous jobs. And after thousands of years, the, the practices, the, the job description of a shepherd is still the same as it was as we read it in Psalm 23. We see the job description here in Psalm 23, that what does the shepherd do? He, he leads and he feeds. Today, shepherds do the same thing. Oh, sure, it may be a little more high-tech these days. There might be shepherds that have drones that fly out over the flock to kind of keep watch over their flock, which would be kind of a cool thing, don't you think? But the, the principle is still the same. They're leading and they're feeding. They're guiding through dangerous terrain because sheep, by nature, are dumb. And they get themselves into trouble, kind of like our friend Shrek there. He just wanders off. It's an amazing thing that he didn't die after all those years. They need a shepherd to guide them, to lead them, to protect them so that they don't go into places that they might hurt themselves. That's what shepherds do. They help to avoid such places as dangerous valleys and cliffs. He also protects them from the storms. A good shepherd watches the weather, knows how to bring his sheep to a place of shelter when the storm begins to blow. And when, weather, when there are sounds of wild animals, the shepherd keeps his ear attuned and speaks to the sheep so that they will move or they will huddle together to be protected. Shepherd has been doing the same thing for literally thousands of years. The most important part of Psalm 23 are the first five words. And can, Ken, can you put the, the first verse up there again? And I want us to read those first five words together. Ready? Begin. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. Now that I've talked a little bit about what a shepherd does, its job description, begin to think about those five words. The Lord is my shepherd. Here again, we see God, the creator of the universe, the one that spun this place into existence, the one that began to get the seas and the land and the trees and everything shaped and formed, the stars, the, the, the Milky Way, the galaxies. This God right here, takes another humble role of a shepherd. Isn't that amazing to you? It's fascinating to me. He isn't called the, the landowner or the, the rancher of the herd. No, he's referred to as the shepherd. Though he is the landowner, 
Though he is the owner of the herd, he refers to himself through scripture as the shepherd, the one who cares. He's the person who is present with the sheep. You see, the landowner, he could live anywhere, right? The, the, the owner of the ranch, the owner of the herd can live anywhere, can be anywhere, and they'll hire people to care for their sheep. But the Bible refers to God as the shepherd, and the shepherd is the one that lives right there in the midst of the sheep every single day. You, you can always tell a shepherd, matter of fact, they knew when the shepherds would come into town because the smell would usually come just ahead of them. Because shepherds tend to smell like sheep because they're with the sheep all the time. Every single day they're with the sheep. The Lord is my shepherd. That makes me the sheep. We are his sheep. So what does that mean for us? What does that mean that the Lord is our shepherd and we are his sheep? Here's what it means. It means that he is with me. That the Lord is with me. That in the garden, God was there with Adam and Eve. In the, in the desert, God was there in the midst of the heat and the storm. And now we see that God reveals himself as a shepherd saying, I want to be there right in your midst, helping to lead and feed, helping to guide and provide. The Lord is my shepherd. See, some days are green pastures, right, in our life. Some days are still water days, right? Some days are easy, paths filled with sunshine. But there are other days. This journey takes us through dark valleys that you've encountered. I mean, maybe, maybe you've experienced a layoff. Maybe you've experienced a relational struggle. Maybe you've experienced some sort of huge disappointment. That's a valley for you. The shepherd is there. The shepherd is there. Some days have plenty and some days have hunger. Some days you have want and you have needs. But David shares why there's no reason to fear when he says those words, Lord, you are with me. Though I come to a valley that has shadows that speak of death, Lord, you're with me. Lord, you're with me. Oh, that's good. That's a comfort. Later on, God says in Hebrews 13, 5, we can go back to that now and share, share that. Here's what the Lord says. Let's all read this together. Ready, begin. I will never leave you or forsake you. See, it's the voice of a shepherd speaking. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. For some of us, that's hard to understand because you've had people leave you. You've had people say, I love you, I'll be with you, and then they leave you. See, the Lord is our shepherd and he's there during the storm. He's there when the wild animals are beginning to scream at you. And he says, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'll be with you. I'll be with you. And we'll get through this together. Even if you're going through a valley that seems shadowy, 
where you're scared to death. He says, no, no, I'll be there with you. You don't have to be fearful. Pastor Chuck Smith one time said of Psalm chapter 23, he said, it wasn't actually a valley of death. You notice it said in Psalm 23, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Pastor Chuck kind of points out and says, it wasn't a valley of death. It was a valley with a shadow of death because shadows have no substance. There's really no reason to be afraid of a shadow, right? The shadow of a dog won't bite you. The shadow of a sword won't cut you. Shadow of death can't destroy you because it's simply a shadow. But shadows can cause fear. And as Pastor Chuck says in one of his messages, he says, but the Lord is with you, so you don't need to fear these shadows. He is present through the valley to bring comfort. Oh, I love that. I love that. God's a good shepherd. He's a good shepherd that never abandons his sheep, never runs. Matter of fact, when we jump over into the New Testament, Jesus Christ, God in the flesh, speaks of himself in the terms of a shepherd. No surprise, the same God that inspired David to write the book of Psalm 23, the chapter in the book of Psalms, is the same God that inhabited the body of Jesus. And he says these words. Matter of fact, in the New Testament, Jesus calls himself a good shepherd. Take a look at these verses. John chapter 10, verses 11 through 14. This is what he says. He says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. A hired hand will run when he sees a wolf coming. He will abandon the sheep because they don't belong to him and he isn't their shepherd. And so the wolf attacks them and scatters the flock. The hired hand runs away because he's working only for the money and doesn't really care about the sheep. Jesus says in verse 14, I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep and they know me. Mm, isn't that good? Isn't that good? He's the good shepherd. He won't leave. He won't forsake. He won't abandon you. He'll never leave you alone in a place where you would have to be so fearful as even unto death. Think about what that means for your own life. Jesus' promise to always be present. Present. Somebody gave me a really great compliment the other day. They said to me, they said, Kelly, I love talking with you because it always feels like you're present. And I said, I don't understand what that, what do you mean by that? He goes, well, you know, sometimes when I talk to people, their eyes are, you know, looking over here and they're looking at who else is walking around, you know, and, and, and they're waiting for you to stop talking so they can say what they want to say. They're not really listening to you. Anybody ever experienced that from people? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. He said, you don't do that, Kelly. You're present. You're, you're listening. You're paying attention. And I so appreciate that. And that was a huge compliment. I thought, well, thank you. I hope I'm present all the time. 
I can't promise that I am. Sometimes my mind gets occupied with all sorts of thoughts and concerns and plans. But that person felt like I was present. Well, that's how God is. God is present. He's attentive. He's listening. He's guiding, if we'll listen. He's leading, if we'll follow. He's feeding, if we'll partake of what he is giving us. Because he's a good shepherd. Always in control. Always leading us. But, what it means is that he's with me, but then we have our responsibility as well, right? And this is kind of our own personal application. We have a responsibility in this as well. Think about Shrek for a minute, not the cartoon movie. Think about the sheep Shrek, okay, from New Zealand. He had a responsibility to stay with the shepherd, but he went off on his own. And day after day, got more and more burdened with more and more wool to the place where he could barely walk and thank God for the shepherd who was determined to find him and eventually found him. And I didn't have a picture, but it showed literally the shepherd had to carry Shrek down a few miles to bring him home. Our responsibility is that we have to know the shepherd. We have to know the shepherd and we have to know his voice. Everybody say, know the shepherd. shepherd. And you got to know his voice. You got to know the shepherd. You got to know his voice. So you got to know God. You got to know his voice. You got to know how to follow and you got to know how to listen. And I think that's one of the biggest struggles as I, as I talk with uh, people is, man, I want to know God. I want, I want to know his voice. And then there are some people who are so lost going, I don't even know what to do. I said, do you know God? Do you know his voice? I don't even know how to know. You see, sheep who know their shepherd's voice will be cared for, will be protected, will be led. There's a story I I tell. Um, A number of years ago, I was driving from South Orange County up here to North Orange County. And this was just as they were getting ready to break ground on um, the Great Park there off the, the five freeway. I think some of us know where that is, right? Um, they were getting ready to break ground on the, on the five freeway. And, and, and I looked out off to the right and there was a whole bunch of little white cotton balls on this kind of grassy area. And I'm like, I don't, wasn't used to seeing them. Like, what is that? And I kind of pulled over. I was like, what is that? I, oh, they're moving. Oh, those are sheep. And so there in Irvine was this huge herd of sheep. And I was amazed and I wasn't in a rush to get anywhere. So I just, I stayed over there and I was looking around and there was like a, a, an old trailer sitting kind of in the middle of the field. And there was a guy sitting out there. It was a shepherd. And I thought, man, that's so cool. It's a real live shepherd. Wow. They really exist. And so I called him. I said, hey, buddy, come here, come here. And I called him over. And as he started walking to me, I could see that the sheep kind of started lifting their heads. They didn't do anything, but they lifted. I could just see they started to kind of move because they were keeping their eyes on the shepherd. 
And he comes over to the fence and uh, he didn't speak English. I started to talk to him. I said, so, hey, are you the shepherd? And he just kind of nodded at me. And, 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 and you're, you actually are a real live shepherd. And I'm kind of asking him these questions. He's just smiling at me, nodding his head. And after a few moments, I realized, I said, do you speak English? He just kind of shook his head. <laughs> oh, not from around here, huh? And, I, and, and then he, he, he does something. He turns to the sheep and then he whistles and does some sort of weird high-pitched sound. He goes, I don't know what it was, but it was some sort of weird sound that he had. And suddenly all the sheep started moving towards him. Just with the whistle and with this little high-pitched thing that he did. And I'm like, that's amazing. It's like Jedi powers. You can move the sheep to go where you want them to go. You see, I made a Star Wars reference there. Star Wars, the movie just came out anyways. Yes. And I'm like, that's amazing. And he smiles at me. Oh, yes, yes. And he says just a few words in English. He goes, yes, my sheep. Oh, well, that's cool. And then he does another click, click. Does another sound, and they all stop, and they gathered around his trailer that was about 100 yards away, and they all just kind of hung out there. I go, that's amazing. How do you do that? Could you teach me how to make that sound? I, I would like to be able to move the sheep, and I'm just talking to him, and he goes, he just smiles, <laughs> my sheep. <laughs> my sheep, okay. I had that realization at that moment that those sheep wouldn't follow me because I'm not their shepherd. These sheep knew their shepherd's voice. They knew that what they needed to do, and it's, it's it probably the, the sheep's entire life, they would hear that sound and they knew where to move to. He was able to lead them right to the trailer because they knew that was the place based on that sound that they needed to gather. They were able to follow the shepherd's voice. Why? Because every single day, they're with their shepherd. Every single day, they're listening. Matter of fact, the, the, one of the things that stood out to me was as soon as he stood up and came walking towards me, I mentioned it, some of them lifted their heads and looked. They were keeping their eyes on the shepherd because they knew that he would be nearby and that he would protect, he would lead, he would feed, and he would guide and provide. How do you know the shepherd's voice? How can you hear God's voice? How can you follow? Because listen, God is a good shepherd. That's what Psalm 23 says. He's a good shepherd. He leads us to green pastures, to, to still waters, and he restores our soul. But I got to know how to follow. And it actually is rather simple. How do we know the shepherd's voice? We have to spend time in his presence. You see, that's why we gather here on Saturday nights. It's to spend time in his presence. James and his team, I watch them. They pray for you. They pray and plan the songs that are, that are going to be presented so that you can be brought into a presence with God as you begin to sing words of faith. As we gather together on Saturday nights. But it isn't limited to just Saturday nights. It can happen daily in your car, in your home, in your dorm room. You can experience the presence of God. Simply call. 
Bible says in Jeremiah, call to me and I will show you great and wondrous things. Open your mouth and say, God, fill me with your Holy Spirit. Be present in my life. How do you know the sound of his voice? Well, it's pretty simple. And I've been saying this for years and you guys are going to get used to me saying this because I say this a lot. If you want to hear, you got to get into here. Say that with me. If I want to hear, I got to get into here. And you can point at the Bible. Now, maybe your Bible is a digital Bible. Maybe it's a paper Bible. But you're never going to know how to hear if you don't get into here. This is how you learn the tone of God's voice. This is how you learn what he is compassionate about. This is how you learn. See, reading scripture teaches us how to hear God's voice as we're going through life. Learning the whistles and the, the, the tone of his compassion. His character. His leading. His guiding. How can you find comfort in the midst of a storm? You got to have God's word in your heart so that he can speak and you hear him say, I am with you. And if God is for you, who can be against you? See, these are the things. So if we want to hear, we must get into here. This is how we know God's voice. This is how we know God's voice. So our responsibility is look for ways to always be in his presence and learn how to hear by getting into God's word. This is why we, why we do daily devotions. It isn't to do a religious duty. It really is to learn to hear and to be filled with his presence. James, why don't you come on up? Jesus is the good shepherd, church. Often we venture off on our own like Shrek, the sheep. We say, no, I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to go my own way. And, and we, we venture out for a while, and, and we're pretty good for a while, but every day the burden is getting heavier and heavier, more and more. And if we're not careful, we could kind of end up like Shrek, Shrek, trapped in our own burden. We need a shepherd that is going to come and pick us up and say, come on and carry us and, and just take those burdens right off. That's what Jesus offers. Jesus offers us the opportunity to be relieved of these burdens. Shrek needed to be rescued by a shepherd. And if Jesus is the good shepherd, he says, I want to rescue you. Jesus wants to relieve your burdens. He wants to be present to lead, guide, and provide. For the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters and he restores my soul. Do you need a little restoration tonight? Do you need your soul to be restored? Jesus is very close and says, hey, come on. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. And I'll be with you even in your darkest times. Thank you for listening. For more information, check out our website at wearerefinery.com, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram at wearerefinery.com.
God bless.